Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to talk about UFOs. We're going to talk about shooting down weather balloons. And we're going to talk about the fact that it may all just be a distraction. Um, There is a lot going on right now. And I'm not even sure we'll be able to fit it all in. But there is a lot of things you should be know, should know about that's going on right now. So first... Let's dig in a little bit. What the heck with the weather balloons, right? So China sent off some kind of weather balloon. We tried to pretend that we're smart and we actually tracked it all the way from China and saw it coming. We knew this was going to happen. And then we just kind of played dumb when it, it got here. And then later the Pentagon was like, well, we don't want to give away our secrets. So really, we were kind of ignorant, and we only saw the balloon when it was about to hit Alaska. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you're like, "All right, but you didn't take action then." Yeah, there's a well, there's a there's a lot of uh, uh, finger pointing about this, and a lot of weirdness, and a lot of things that seem to be happening, even though they're not talking about it. You know, even with with the amount of coverage they've had of this spy balloon. It's like there's some things that they're leaving out that don't seem uh, seem a little suspicious. So um, right now, the, the FBI finally does have the equipment that was on that balloon, and they've been analyzing it. So what did they find out about this thing? What was on, what was on that thing? All right, so it's capable of conducting signals intelligence collection operations. That's their, their phrasing. And one of the things it was doing was mapping radar or attempting to map radar stations. Yeah. And also when you say signal intelligence, it's not just, we're also talking about possibly communications. Mm-hmm. Are, are they possibly listening to what we're saying? It's maybe not just seeing things. Right. But it's collecting radio signals and it's uh, possible. They haven't said it specifically, but it's possible that it's collecting cell phone conversations okay but here's the thing that they're not talking about that i don't think anyone's really knows about um but this is more recently they've come out and said this um that they were using something to they they were using something to disrupt that tech to jam jam the signals from the balloon so that balloon wasn't able to actually collect any information while it was over the united states I don't know what that means, though. Yeah, so, so this is like a, a a weird situation because they're now saying that that the Chinese government is using a fleet of high altitude balloons around the world. So this is going on all all over the place. 
And now they're basically shooting down every little thing they see, right? Could be UFOs. We'll never know because they blew the whole damn thing up. Right. You know? How many how many millions of dollars? I think those Tomahawk missiles or the Sidewinders are about $240,000 a piece. They, they missed one. So that was, you know. But it's hard to hit like a child's balloon when they're out walking through the park and the balloon right, goes up. Right. I mean, half a million dollars, a pellet gun, whatever, dude, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I always Yeah, no, it's a little a little concerning. It's a little weird that they uh that they spent that much money on trying to take this thing down when I feel like they would should have had some cheaper tech up there, but whatever. I mean, none of my business. Why not and why not blow blow something all kinds of up instead of just like shoot it out of out of the air, you know what I mean? It's overkill and it's that's the American way. Yeah. We we do like to, you know, make things go boom. So mm-hmm. according to the Pentagon, we shot them down because of the altitude that they were at. And we were right. worried that planes would just be crashing into them. So if you let go of the kid's balloon, right. who knows, right? They, they better it. down. It's the wrong height. So there is a group called the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. Nice. Okay. Okay. And they have reported that their balloon has gone missing at the same time that we shot down the one over Canada. Nice. Nice. All right. We had a tracking device on it, like an Apple AirTag or something. Right. You know, I, I don't think it was really much more than that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. They said it was like a $12 investment. Okay. $12 balloon. And I don't know about the tracker. Right. And they're like, yeah, we keep reaching out to the FBI and law enforcement about it and nobody will respond. But somehow all the news media knows about it. But you know, just not the government. The government are like, yeah, that phone call didn't come in. We don't we don't know yeah. what you're saying. They knew what it was when they shot it down, man. I don't know. I don't know that that's what it was. So you're saying signal intelligence. This balloon's out there surveilling everything. It's looking at what kind of radar things are going out because obviously you're seeing emissions. Also, it's funny because I, I watched a documentary a while back many years ago on the inv- invasion of Iraq, you know, with uh, the, the shock and awe one. And the big thing was that we sent all these like dummy planes over there um, mm-hmm. We launched a bunch of nonsense and Iraq turned on all their radars to see what was going on. Right. And then we basically mapped. Then we can pinpoint all of them. Yeah. I remember that, that operation. Is China not doing that? We're like, Oh, look, the balloon, turn everything on. We got to see. Right. We got to track it. And I wonder if you fall for your own technique, you know, are, are we that, Incompetent? Oh, questionable. Oh, that was a hard. That was a harsh word. I remember when I was a little kid. I used to think like if you were in the government, the people in the government were like the smartest and the best people. But I'm starting to see that they're just as dumb as I am. I, I used to tell you know? myself when we we would shoot, you know, missiles at things. You know, me and Kevin here were both in the Navy and 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 warships and shot things and whatever. And, you know, when we'd blow up a hospital in Kosovo or shoot a Chinese embassy or maybe blow up a Red Cross building in Yemen or, you know, whatever we do, Mm -hmm. I might say to myself, is that, well, we probably meant to do that because we know more. Because they're smart. They're so smart, right? They're really. Yeah. They know those guys in charge. Yeah, they know what's going on. And I'm like, W's got this under control, you mm-hmm. know? He's like, eh, don't worry, you know? And he, they, So I assume it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, but more and more, I start to question things. I'm like, oh, what? did Party City have a balloon and uh, got away from him? Got away from him. <laughs> Shit. Uh, so is it possible that 
like obviously the Chinese balloon thing, that was a big deal. And and that really was newsworthy and something that should have our attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem. Yeah. The problem I had with the other ones though, was they wouldn't say anything about it. And I thought it was because they found some UFOs, you know, like the invasion was finally starting, but it turns out they just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They didn't know what they were looking at. They didn't know what they were after. They were just, uh, just getting ready to, they just wanted to shoot everything down. They got a little trigger happy, you know? Yeah, well, you know, it's been a few years since we, you know, shot off some missiles at real targets. It's, yeah. you know, we need yeah, that well, live action. And there, I mean, there is that issue, though, with uh, us sending all these missiles over to, um, to, to Ukraine, and we don't have enough missiles to shoot every uh, Mylar balloon out of the sky anymore, you know? Right, right. You know, things are dwindling. So, all right, there is concern. Do you have any thoughts on, uh, you know, why we waited so long to shoot that one down, that we waited till it got to South Carolina? I kind of, my go-to is there was a little cowardice involved. Um, well, there, I feel like we were afraid to take action. Yeah, there was, there was because they could have shot it down before it went over Alaska. And what they said, the reason they didn't is what they're saying. I think it's, you know. Maybe they're just saying this now, but they wouldn't be able to recover it in those cold, deep waters off the coast of Alaska. So that's why they waited it for it to go across. Didn't they say that it was all frozen and that it would have actually landed on the ice? Yeah, that sounds that sounds more accurate. But but okay, okay. But you know, not? it's probably salt water, so nothing freezes up in Alaska, right? That's probably right. what happened. That's probably. I'm sure. I'm sure that's it. Yeah, and. Ignorance is bliss. So I say, but so so we've been talking about this because that that was, came up on uh, January twenty eighth. So this is two weeks later now. That's the that's when it entered U.S. airspace is January twenty eighth. We've been talking about this for two weeks now. Like what? There's nothing else going on. There's nothing else going on. And here's where we dig into the meat within the nut. All right, what do we got? So now. You guys probably don't remember this because unless you're a news junkie, it could have just slipped right by you. But there is something called the Nord Stream Pipeline. And there's actually Mm -hmm. like, I believe it's Nord Stream 1, 2, 3, and 4. But they were in varying stages of construction and different things going on there. Um, So there is a reporter. Now, he's an old white guy. So I have to point out that, you know, Make the disclaimer, we don't really accept old white guy news as fact, um, named Seymour Hirsch. Now, Mm -hmm. he's 85 years old. I know you look at Biden and you're like, shoot, by 85, you know, who knows what people can remember, right? I mean, we see Biden out there fumbling around and we're like, man, you know, you're shot after, you know, however old he is. But it turns out this guy actually is the one who he broke all kinds of stuff during Vietnam. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, re- he broke the Abu grave story. Right. So that, that's kind of a big deal. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's some investigative reporting. Well, he actually said that, Oh, so the deal is case. I didn't whatever get there is the, the Nord stream Two pipeline about, was it about three months ago? Yes. Yeah, it seems about that. Yeah. Just blew up. It just blew up. Now, what it is, is it's a uh, natural gas pipeline that basically brings natural gas from Russia and supplies Germany and a lot of Western Europe. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's it's how Russia is financing the war. Right. And that's and so it's a big thing. Um, and it there's video of it. It just cratered and exploded out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, now I say out of nowhere. Now Seymour Hirsch wrote this huge article that you guys can check out. It's uh, called how America took out the Nord Stream pipeline. Shouldn't mm-hmm. be hard to find. Right. Um, and he, he put it out, I believe February 8th. And this article, he's like, Oh, you know, Nor- yeah. America does the ball tops operations. And I've been on these operations. We basically do training in, in the Baltic Sea and, and over there. And, and we work with other NATO groups 
And we do a bunch of, you know, practice shooting each other and we all get to hang out and drink together. It's a good time. Right. Right. You know, I, I go on the Polish Navy ships and the, the old American uh, new German battleships right. and battleship. whatever cruisers. I guess they're not battleships, but you get the idea. Right. They're like Adams class destroyers, actually, that Germany bought. We go check those out and whatever. It's a good time. We party, we drink, you know, whatever. Well, he, he suggests that U.S. military Navy EOD sailors mm-hmm. may have gone down and planted some explosives. He gives a lot of detail in his article using right. C4 and set up uh, a bunch of charges. And then at our government's discretion, we uh, took it out. Right. So, so, so the, the plot behind this is that it wasn't the United States because so everybody would have noticed a U.S. ship out there right before it blew up. Yes. But if you do something like this, you can do it right under everybody's nose. Everybody's out there. Everybody's looking. You know what I mean? And you're already out there. And that was, what, three months before the explosion? About there, yeah. No, so he outlines it, and he's like, oh, we're all there. Now, a lot of people would say, well, gee, Chuck, that, that's kind of like an act of war. You can't blow up somebody's infrastructure and not expect any kind of recourse. America would never do something like that. Well, it's funny you should say that because I happen to have a quote from Joe Biden. And you're like, well, Chuck, a quote, you know, a lot of people make up stories and say things. I want to hear it for myself. I got you. So why don't you guys give this a uh, listen and see what you think? If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. What what how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project. And control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. So there you have it. He's just like, oh, I promise. He had, a, he had a really smug smile on his face, too. Like, I got a secret. You're not going to find out what it is. Yeah, he's That's like, funny. nah, nah. And then we're like, yeah, we had no motivation to do that. And now we're like, that that's ridiculous. We mm-hmm. would never do that. And I kind of feel like, well, and you're probably saying to yourself right now, well, Chuck, you know, when I hear these clips, it's like people take it out of context and whatever. I got to tell you, go back and you can watch the whole thing. It's from CNN. You can, uh, you can see the whole thing and <laughs> It just gets worse. The more you hear, the big thing, the reason I didn't play it all is there's a lot of translating. She says a lot of stuff in German or whatever. And I'm like, nobody wants to hear her speak, the interpreter, whatever. But she's all like, oh, well, you keep saying, but there's no way that you could do that because it's in Germany's control. And and that doesn't even make sense. And that's an ally of the United States, you know? And, And basically we screwed them. With getting natural gas. It's funny because he sounds like, well, I I would say a jackass. Yeah, when he says that kind of shit. Because he's trying to be tough. You know, it's funny when Trump said stuff like that. You're like, oh, he's a cocky, arrogant ass. And then when I hear Biden say it, I'm like, man, that guy's a buffoon. You know, you're like, it just... Because there's one thing with being tough. And then there's another with just you're an idiot. That kind of falls in the uh, idiot thing. It's funny. There was a video on uh, on like TikTok or one of the nonsense YouTube shorts or something that that I saw the other day that had uh, the the guy who did the Optimus Prime voice, right? Mm-hmm. And right. and they show him, and he's like, "They're like, yeah, how'd you come up with that? You know that that's it's just so impressive and bold and whatever." And He's like, yeah, my brother had just come back from Vietnam. And he's like, yeah, if you're going to be a hero, he's like, be a real hero. Don't be one of these Hollywood action jackasses. He's like, 
be strong enough that you can be gentle. Mm-hmm. And because that's it, man. Optimus Prime comes with that like authority voice. And right. I feel like that's what we need in a leader anymore, you know? It is somebody who can just come in. It doesn't sound like a dumbass every time they talk. You know that they're they're a badass, but they don't have to like stick it in your butt to, you know, make you know it. You realize nobody like that could ever become president of the United States, right? Not at all. Not a chance. Um, that's, I mean, so there is so much. You guys got to read this article, but there was a lot of points we want to hit on on other stuff here because there is a lot going on in the news. But the bottom, well, there's a lot going on that's not in the news is, is really the point, right? Um, so the CIA and everybody's like, no, we had nothing to do with it. And actually, the, the White House is actually saying, well, we think Russia blew it up on themselves. Because mm. basically, I believe their answer is, well, you know, Russia lies. So there's that. Mm. And, you know, obviously in America, our government never lies. I mean, we've never, never said it. And so, you know, since Russia's lied in the past, I think we can all agree on that. Right. Lying now. And they like propaganda. Mm-hmm. It only fits that this is probably Russia propaganda. Now you're right. like, but Chuck, that's not a Russian reporter. That's an American. No, no, you're getting caught. Doesn't up. matter. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting caught in the weeds here. Let's Russian disinformation. Disinformation, right? Remember they used the Pope, and you know, yeah, no disinformation. So you don't need to worry about it. You know, history. Russia is known for rewriting history. America would never do that. We, nope. And I don't care which side of the aisle you are on that one. Everybody's got their own version of America rewrites history. So whether you're left or uh, right, but we we won't dig into that any further. Um, Next, let's talk about a train crash. You you know something about that, Kevin? Yeah, so so I thought it was really strange that, so this was a, February 3rd is when this when this train crashed. That was uh, about two weeks ago. Now, you're hearing a little bit more lately, like yesterday and today, but the truth of the matter is nobody was talking about that. And it seems strange because, I mean, that was, this was a major uh, disaster, like a major catastrophe. They're saying it's trending on Twitter. I don't even know what Twitter is, but apparently it's America's Chernobyl. Yeah, well... I don't I think that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I do know that some of the chemicals I'm I'm familiar with some of the chemicals that leaked out of that train car. So let's talk about a couple of them. Um vinyl chloride, that's that that's the main one. That was the the one that's uh they they a lot of these dumbasses reported as poly vinyl chloride, which is just PVC. It's not the same thing. Vinyl chloride is a chemical that's used in making PVC, but it's not PVC. It's a completely different thing. Um, so, uh, it was leaking out, they had three train cars that were leaking vinyl chloride, and, uh, it's so toxic that consuming it, it, it's almost like guaranteed liver cancer, like if you, if it gets in your drinking water and you drink it, that's, you know, you're fucked, basically, um, an aggressive form of liver cancer too, like, like, you're done, you're done for liver cancer. Um, so they decided to, it was going to explode. So they decided to burn it, right? So they burned, some of it got burnt up. Now when it's burnt and it uh, interacts with water, like the smoke goes up into the clouds, that creates uh, um, hydrochloric acid, which, uh, you know, it's good stuff. I mean, it's good to be in your rain, you know? Um, it was a thing, right? All right, so there's a butyl uh, acrylate that's, uh, that causes dizzy, dizziness and nausea. That was another one of the chemicals spilled. Another one was benzene. Um, that will give you an irregular heartbeat, heart condition issues, and gives you tremors and confusion. Like, I feel like maybe Joe Biden was, was tough in some of this. There, there was another train. Now, I tried to look into this. There was another train car, two train cars full of malt liquors, what they called. I looked at it. It was not oldie. It's different different stuff altogether. Unfortunately, that might have been a little uh, 
little bit of fun. We could all just gone out and, you know, drank some of these liquids leaking out of these cars. And maybe, maybe you get cancer. Maybe you get superpowers. I don't know. But, um, so basically now all these chemicals are seeping into the ground and in the rivers around there. All the fish are dying. Uh, people's chickens are all dying. Um, they're evacuating. Now they evacuated the area and they, uh, Norfolk Southern gave a million dollars to the to the people that have to evacuate, so that breaks down to about a thousand dollars per person. Um, now these people can't go back to their house because they'll get liver cancer. They can't go back to their no 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 a thousand about a thousand dollars each is what they got. So that's good, you know that's real good way to fuck people. Now you might think, well, I mean that's a million dollars is a lot of money. Um, you know, especially compared to the Norfolk Southern only made $12.75 billion last year. How are they going to cover taking care of these people that they, whose lives they ruined, who can never go back to their house? You think they can sell that house? It ain't worth nothing now. You're just out of luck, dude. All those mortgage payments, that was a waste of money, dude. But what are you going to do? I mean, there are a lot of reasons why... The news didn't report on this, and so let's talk about that. Norfolk Southern is a company worth about uh, $228 billion. It's a big corporation. Now, the CEO's name is, uh, what is this jackass's name? Um, Alan Shaw. Um, You can look into it. He's a real piece of shit, I mean, like you would expect. Um, But the biggest stockholders of Norfolk Southern are... BlackRock, Vanguard Group, and SSGA. Those companies are other uh, have other massive holdings in other corporations, such as CNN, Fox News, ABC News, NBC News, CBS News. So you might see why these news stations weren't weren't necessarily reporting quickly and accurately on this train crash. It costs money, and rich people love money, man. They just love that stuff. I like money, too. But you don't, you know, you like money like the way a fat kid loves cake. You know what I mean? They love money the way John Hinckley Jr. loved, uh, um, what's her name, that he shot Ronald Reagan for. So, I mean, so I mean, it's a different, a different type of love. You know what I mean? Uh, so, I mean, these are like some great reasons why the news wouldn't report on these things. And if you ever like, have you ever wondered when you're watching the news, like, are they really telling me all the, the stories that I'm supposed to know about? Are they really telling me all the facts involved in this? I did see Fox news did do a brief, uh, thing about this, about the train crash. Um, but it was mostly so they could shit on Pete Buttigieg. So that's really what they're talking about in the news story. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see really how they were trying to tie it to him. Basically, he's like the transportation guy. Right. He ended up coming out and giving a speech and didn't even mention it. Yeah, he didn't really. He just he just kind of blew past it. And they were like, dude, are you even aware what's going on? And Because mm-hmm. you're in charge of transportation and one of the biggest train crashes in America's history. I mean, not the biggest train crash, but the biggest consequence. Right, train crash, right. Then it's a big deal, you know? And, yeah. And the way it's been handled, it's funny. I was watching interviews, and, and Norfolk Southern was like, well, we, uh, you know, we're talking to the EPA, and, and we got it all under control, and we have it all worked out. And then I saw an interview with the EPA, and they're like, I don't know what they're talking about. This is whole- right. Mm-hmm. Right. They're they're finding traces of those chemicals twenty miles further down the river. The Colorado River, like a major river. You know what I mean? A lot of these communities on that river get their drinking water. Right. Sorry. It's the a lot of these- river. Right. And it goes into the the Mississippi further right. down. So and a lot of these company these towns get their drinking water from these rivers. All day. Right. And that's why, you know, having a nice backup water supply might be a good idea. Uh-huh. Possibly some cool water filters, something else you might want to look into. Um, 
I mean, you know, there's a reason we prepare because you never know what could happen. But so this story just gets worse and worse. And the more you dig into it, they're saying that 10% of the, the um, 10% of America gets their water supply that's connected to this, you know, this water this river, basically. Yeah. yeah. This water system. So it's a big deal. Um, you know, how diluted it is by the end result, I don't know. I mean, we're not trying to be the fear tactic guy. We're trying to say you can't just sweep stuff under the rug and pretend like it doesn't happen. That's right. I mean, you know, bad things happen. You know, we move bad chemicals. It's an ugly world. Um, But we can't so- ignore this and then yell at me that we need to be buying pen refills because it's better for the planet. Right. Right. Yeah, let's, I mean, the truth of the matter is 95% of the pollution in the United States is not done by people throwing their candy wrappers on the ground. You know what I mean? From this train wreck specifically. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, and let's be honest, this isn't the only train wreck that's happened in the past two weeks. There's been a lot with hazardous chemicals all over the place, like everywhere. They're just like crashing trains and dumping chemicals everywhere. It, so who's gonna who's gonna suffer the consequences? Well, it's not gonna be Alan Shaw. He ain't he ain't got to deal with shit. Oh, he's gonna lose a million dollars out of the the two hundred and twenty billion dollar corporation that they've got. He has to live with a little shame on his record, a little little stain on his light. Yeah. All right. I guess that's leave that on his resume. Right. Like, leave he's, it out a little. Bit. He's probably not gonna be the one with liver cancer, but he is. People are going to whisper when he comes into a room, did you, did you hear about him? Yeah. And that's humiliating. That is really awful for him. I feel so bad. If he gets a good PR guy, they could really turn this around into, did you see he did that and he got away with it? That's how good he is. Right. That's how rich he is. And in this room. Uh, because let's be honest, in the United States, it's getting clearer and clearer that the richer you are, uh, you know, like... There's a different justice system for you. You know what I mean? And there's, there's another rich guy that had like a, a different justice system for him. Do you remember Jeffrey Epstein? Ooh, I've heard of him. Yeah, remember the guy that they assassinated in prison? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, Fuck didn't Kids he kill Island. Himself? Oh. oh. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I, I mean, I'm not clear on what happened there, but. um. Chris glitched out. And- yeah, the security guards were sleeping. Something happened. Something wacky. It was some wacky stuff. Um, well, some new info is coming out, brother. Some good stuff. We've got some names. We've got some new names. Is Donald now, Trump at the top of the list? The, well, these aren't names of people that fucked kids. These are names of people that went to the island where you fuck kids. Oh. So let's be clear about that while we're talking about it. But let's just let's just uh, look at what we got. Les Les Wexner. Who is Les Wexner? Yeah, uh, he's a billionaire, and you know, obviously, you can fuck kids if you're a billionaire because laws don't apply to you anymore. Um, Bath and Body Works. He was the founder of Bath and Body Works, and he owns a large portion of Victoria's Secret. Well, you know, he likes sex. If you own Victoria's Secret, right? Well, I feel like they have adults in those things and not children, but different stuff, I guess. They don't, I mean, they don't have models that are children, at least. I don't know about the details there. Uh, Another one of the the names that we all already kind of know about, but uh, Prince Andrew, um, he did not have sex with any kids, though, because he does not sweat, apparently. This lady said he, he was sweating all over her. And he said, that couldn't have been me because I don't sweat. I'm a royalty. Royalty doesn't sweat. Yeah, see, so her, yeah, her, her, because yeah, they're reptilians. Yeah, right. Um, Marvin Minsky, this is a great name. Uh, he's an AI scientist. Uh, if you're ever interested in um, finding out about, about AI, you might wonder why uh, AI is a pedophile now. I don't know. Might have been some influence there. What are you going to do? Alan Dershowitz. Everybody knows Alan Dershowitz. You know, 
That's Epstein's lawyer. Maybe he was just there consulting. Maybe he wasn't actually having sex with kids, but he was trying to help him figure out how to cover up having sex with kids. I don't know. Uh, then, obviously... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Everybody's favorite pervert and mine, Bill Clinton. Now, I was talking to my, my kids about Bill Clinton, and they... They know like the sweet old man Bill Clinton with the you know the spectacles and after the the triple bypass and all that sort of stuff. They don't remember the Bill Clinton that would just yank his pants down and be like, "Well, well, well, what do we have here? One-eyed snake." They don't remember that Bill Clinton. You know what I mean? The Bill Clinton that fucked every single thing that he ever saw. Um. About have oh Donnie Donnie Trump you had mentioned him earlier, definitely a big fan of Fuck Children Island, and I know a lot of like the Q and is going on about how Donnie's trying to stop the pedophile rings. Um, I mean shit, what are you gonna do? Uh, um, I I don't know what to say about that. Maybe maybe it's um. I don't know. I don't know. Donnie Donnie Trump was definitely at Fuck Kids Island, and you can you can speculate on that whatever you want, but just don't be trashing. Uh, just don't be trashing Bill Clinton, poor Bill Clinton, for fucking kids, and then not mention Donald Trump. They're both there, and they're both probably. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you heard? Not my guy. Have you ever heard of an Eiffel Tower? Uh, it's it's. It involves one girl and two guys and a high five. So I feel like maybe Bill and Donnie were hanging out and doing the high fives. I don't know. I'm not going to get too much further into that. Um, And then Bill Richardson. Bill Richardson was down there at Fuck Kids Island. He's the former governor of New Mexico. So a lot of politicians, a lot of scientists, a lot of billionaires, um, you know, Bill Gates was was definitely hanging out down there. Want to leave him because of Epstein Island? Wasn't there? allegedly, allegedly that's the case. I feel like every we should just say that everything we've talked about, yeah, everything we've talked about this whole podcast, we should say allegedly before before that. Yeah, yeah, all these things are alleged by Kevin. Take it in a great yeah. <laughs> Kevin's really to blame. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a lot of lot of news going on. Maybe uh, maybe don't just stick to your your um, uh, your news stations that are owned by BlackRock because they have a lot of other interests. Um, Fair, you know. I would say that the news reported by uh, CNN, Fox News, ABC News, NBC News, and CBS News might be questionable, and those are the places where ninety percent of people get their their news information. Maybe we should start looking at alternate sources and uh, maybe getting our information from people that don't have a political agenda. Just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got his own political agenda, agenda, but at least he's not run by a corporation. What, Russell uh, Brand or whatever his name? Russell Brand? Yeah. He's always entertaining. I don't know. He is. He's funny. I like him. No, I actually... Every time I listen to him, I'm like, damn, he's pretty smart. Damn, that yeah, impresses yeah. me. Um, actually, I got another one. You're you're trying to sidestep. Dude, a lot of news has been going on, and nobody's paying attention. Um, right. The FDIC. Now, this one kind of comes across like a little scandalous, whatever. But basically, the FDIC, these are the guys who... When you go to the bank, there's the little sticker in front that says your account is insured for $2 million or $200,000 or whatever by the FDIC. It's the federal whatever insurance for for your bank. Well, the problem is the FDIC only insures like $200 billion and there's like $70 trillion in the U.S. banking system. So you realize that money isn't going to really go as far as you might think. And Mm -hmm. what you may or may not know is the Frank Dodd act way back. That that's that one where it's, they put those lefty 
names in there that make you well because they came up with it but um that might upset you i see concern in your eye anyway yeah, yeah. basically the frank dodd act one of the things they slipped in there was your your money in your savings and checking account is unsecured debt which means if a bank goes under anybody with skin in the game gets paid before you get paid. And if there's money left over, then you get your money back. So you're telling me that this law is written so that rich people have say have their money secured and poor people don't. Right. So the people making the decisions. But let me ask you this. Yeah, let me ask you this before we get ahead of ourselves. Do you, how much money are poor people donating to campaigns versus rich a people? Lot, rich probably, people. right? Because you think it, yeah. I know when I, I just did my taxes and they were like, Do you want to give two dollars to the presidential? And I was right, like, right. Eh, No, nah. actually, I didn't do it. I was like, You didn't give any. No, oh. I sent five dollars to Bernie. I feel like he did not use my money appropriately. Now I feel, I feel. I feel like I got, kind of got burned on that one. So what what is happening is a lot of people, there's a couple of news stories on the internet about leaked FDIC meeting because they, mm-hmm. they had a meeting. And basically, if you take stuff, they're like, oh, you took it out of context with the people defending the FDIC. But what it is, is they're discussing if there was a major bank failure. And they don't say there's going to be a, they kind of do actually say there's going <laughs> to be a major back, but they don't say there's going to be one next week. So okay. you'd be wrong. And like a conspiracy theorist, if you were like, well, this is going to happen and we're all going to die. But they're like, if there's a major bank failure, you need to realize that the companies are going to be protected, but the individuals are not. But we don't want that information to get out because there might be a panic and a run on the banks and people would take their money out and put it like under their mattress. Um, They use words like bail in and a very realistic possibility that we would need a bail in. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, Chuck, what's a bail in? Well, a bail in is when the federal government says, well, instead of sending you a $2,000 COVID check, it would really be better if you all gave us a $2,000 COVID check. Smart. And you're like, well, yeah, but I'm not going to send them a check. So screw those guys. And they're like, don't worry about that. What we're going to we'll do it. is we're just going <laughs> to close the bank and then we'll and have them it. open up for federal government day. Mm-hmm. And we'll do our banking where we choose what we want to take. And right. then you can kind of have what's left that we don't need anymore. It's almost like you would be better off saving your mattress, your, your money in a mattress than putting it in a bank. That way. But don't worry. They say, well, at our best plan would be that we tell the people about it on a Friday night. Yes. The Friday night news dump. And they're like, and they actually say that. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. we'll tell them on a Friday night and it won't be a problem because by Monday. Nobody will be talking about it anymore. Yeah. They'll move on. They won't even realize that they're broke. And it's mm-hmm. like one of those things where like by Monday, that's old news. Like, what do you even, <laughs> we've already talked about that. Don't even worry about it. Um, so that's kind of a thing. So. When they the FDIC took offense to leaked video, they're like, was it a leaked video or did we publish this whole conference on the Internet? They have it. And I'll put a link here. They actually have it on the FDIC website. You can watch the whole thing. But what it is, is it's like four hours long and they just kind of like slip a couple of things in there as you go. I I have to admit that I was at a, a meeting last week that was four hours long, 
and I don't know anything that happened because as soon as somebody started talking, I zoned out. I was not even paying attention to these people. So, I mean, who's going to sit down and watch, and by choice on their own free time and sit down and watch this four-hour video? Now, I, I'm seeing in the comments here, somebody's like, if you just take all your money and maybe you, your wife, and you just spend it on Amazon, the government ain't getting shit. Well, they they still you still gotta pay taxes. They always get theirs, man. They always get it. Mm-hmm. All right, that that sounds right. But that's the thing is, you know, more and more, the uh, the government is just eh, whatever. Don't worry about the little people. And that's mm-hmm. I think where it all comes down, right? We always feel like, well, we're the afterthought. You know, it's almost like people in government, people in Washington are just there to serve themselves. Are you crazy? That's crazy talk. That's wild. And it could, you could get the impression that it's a bunch of hapless buffoons. And that's kind of what I wonder, right? Are we being deceived? Like we think, oh, well, they're hapless buffoons. So there's no way they're trying to, you know, to deceive us. But maybe they have one or two guys who are smart and they have, you know, other things. Now, I do have one more. There is one more big news story that you may have missed. Um, And, yeah, minute marks. Um, One more news story would be that AOC, remember AOC with the big bug eyes, right? Yeah. She, she's uh-huh. a big favorite. And turns out the real scandal that they're trying to hide from you a- wait, wait, you're talking about AOC involved in a scandal that the news is covering up right now? They're covering it up right now. All right. Breaking news. Over What's the happened? last couple of years. Mm-hmm. All right. Going to parties with fancy, expensive dresses that she may not have receipts for. What? What? She's like, at first she was like, well, I just borrowed the dress. I didn't even buy it. And then they're yeah. like, well, no, we know that you bought it. And then she's like, well, yeah. So, I mean, that's really concerning. That's upsetting to me. You know, I, I, you know, the thing is, the problem is that I feel that a lot of politicians go into politics in the beginning with, you know, like, I, you know, serious ideals, like things, you know, they want to make positive change. And I may have disagree with AOC on every single thing that she talks about but that doesn't mean that i thought of her as a as an evil deceptive person and now this this bombshell comes out that she's spending a fortune on dresses Jeez. exactly i haven't even bought a, a a new pair of work boots this year seriously shame shame are you feeling a little cheated Actually, I just bought, like, I was offended. I had to go on, like, Wrangler's website to buy new jeans because every time I get jeans, stand up, or I go to the store, they're, like, stretchy pants and shit, and I'm trying to figure out how to get the jeans without the spandex. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I found them and and whatever, but now I pay, like, $50 for a pair of jeans, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. And then, then the wife, when they show up, gives me a hard time. Well, they have fancy designs on the the back pocket and you look like a jackass. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, do you want me to pull all the stitching out of your jeans so you don't look like a jackass? And I'm like, you know, just let me have it. All right. Mm-hmm. Ah, man, it's not easy being a man these days. That's all. No, it's tell. not. It's not. So I will say, you guys, I appreciate you sticking it out to the end of the episode. You, you know, Awesome. Um, if you could like and subscribe, it would help us out a lot because we are trying to kind of grow the channel and make things a little, you know, a little more and trying to build into something new. If you could share what we got going on, let people know and, uh, you know, spread the word. Also, if you're listening to the podcast, if you could leave reviews, comments, you have questions, concerns, you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com, show ideas. Um, We did get an email from a listener, Mm -hmm. and she appreciated the toxic masculinity episode that we just did. 
and she's maybe looking forward to having a chat with us about toxic femininity. Mm-hmm. Kevin, I'm not sure if that's something you'd be interested in. We could maybe dig to the bottom of it. I know that Kevin is very happy to put his foot in his mouth all the time. All right. I say I say a lot of f- offensive things, and I did say an offensive phrase uh, last last podcast, toxic femininity. You're not supposed to say that word, those two words together, ever. So I'm interested. I'm interested in finding out a little bit more about the, the dirty words we can say on, on this podcast. It's almost like the FCC has no idea what any of us are talking about. Yeah. I love it. It's great. It's like the Wild West. We can say anything we want. Well, that's the thing. People are like, oh, you'll offend all these people. And I'm like, well, don't worry. Nobody's listening. We'll be good. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, somebody mentioned uh, in the comments, slow burn there, that uh, maybe product reviews. So what I would say is if you have products that you think we need to be checking out, that would maybe you want to hit us up at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Otherwise, I would say stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.